0: everybody. uh, Tony Marcolini, welcome to It May Interest You to Know. Uh, My trusted sidekick, Seamus, is here. And a very special guest um, we have with us today, the head of Jameli Films, uh, a very up and coming new production company. We're super excited uh, to have her here today, uh, Candice Kane. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, I think I was so attracted to the idea of having you come on when I read because of course I had read about a few of your films. uh, The one that got released for uh, with Sony was the first one that had come come to my attention. And that's when I started learning about your film company. Uh, But when I found out you were all women, you know, I was incredibly attracted to that (laughs) for obvious reasons. Uh, But can you tell me, was that a purposeful choice? Um, or, like, did you say, hey, let's do, you know, get female power, let's get together? Or did it just happen that way? <laughs>
1: it just happened that way. Honestly, it just happened that way. I'm really close with Amy Minter, who is my executive producer um, and my right-hand woman. Uh, Juliette Murata is my mother, is my production designer, you know, and everybody, it just happened to be women and women and women and women. And I was like, wait a minute, this is all women? I think there's something here and I, you know, I looked and there really aren't any production companies that are all women. And I mean, we work with men, don't get me wrong. We are not women, uh, male haters by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we work with men. We definitely, you know, my, my director of photography is Nelson Smith, obviously he's a man. Um, you know, I, we have plenty of men that work with us. Uh, Max Griffin, who's running um, the sales, you know selling all of our projects but our decision makers and influencers are all women
0: fantastic that is exciting I think you're doing a great thing uh, even by projecting that out into the world uh, because there are so many women I think who we had Jody binstock on who's a who's a director and uh, she did web therapy uh, yeah. with with uh, um, uh, Lisa Coudreau and so many worthwhile pro- you know, projects, and she was talking about how hard it is for females to break into even directing uh, because it's male-dominated. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, I mean, I think it, that in and of itself is a great thing, a great shining example that you're putting out into the world. Thank you. So let's get into some of your projects. Uh, why don't we start backwards? Why don't we start with what you're working on now?
1: Okay, sure. Right now, I am working on a television series called um, Wrath and Rituals, although the title might change. We start filming on September 27th in Peoria, Illinois, Morton, Illinois, in that area. Uh, David Atunga is in it, Eliza Roberts, and Carly Bondar. Those are our big names. We also have Jason Frederick, uh, Keith Kelly, and Troy Escoda in our first episode.
0: Well, tell us about it. What what is the topic? What's the show about?
1: Uh, I got a bunch of buzzwords that I needed to use, so it was paranormal, biblical, mystery, thriller, romance. And <laughs> if you know me, as a lot of words, <laughs> but if you know me, you know that I prefer doing comedy. Like that's where I, my comfort zone, my wheelhouse. So, um, I started working with um, Marisa Pardo. Uh, to get this written and we brought in a couple of other writers and it's it's very intriguing it's very intriguing I've taken um the old testament and King Manasseh from the old testament who's like probably the worst one of the worst guys in the bible where uh, in the old testament at least and I kind of made you know it has secret societies I don't want to give too much away but it's uh, Secret Society, is a, it's a mystery about how this burial bowl is really important uh, to the secret society, and, the, and they're trying to reincarnate really bad people and try to harness their power.
0: Wow. So it is some mix of uh, uh, almost like uh, fantasy and uh, uh, it sounds like mystery uh, with a little bit of thriller mixed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so is that a new genre for you? Because most of the- Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, because a lot of your other projects don't seem anything like that. <laughs>
1: no, they're not. The ones that I have released, I actually have 10 feature films released. I just hit my 10th feature film, um, and they're either romantic comedy or, or holiday. know yeah um,
0: that's one of the things i was going to ask you about i mean you you do put out some really great you know holiday films i mean are you a holiday are you a big christmas person or that just happened my name's candy Kane. you know how could i
1: not do christmas (laughs) movies so you know and that's my real name i married into it you know it's not like i'm 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 making it up um so i actually i went to a conference called nipcom and I met this wonderful woman, Anna, there. And she's like, you know, your name is Candy Cane. You have to make a Christmas movie. You have to. And I did. And we ended up selling it for um, two and a half times what the budget was. So it was like, all right, maybe I have a little niche here. So I started making those, those movies.
0: Wow. Now, your first feature film. I mean, you're relatively new uh, in the in the market. I mean, I think it was 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what happened last night, I think, is that the first big one? released. Yeah. Correct. Uh, well, now when you got the news that Sony, uh, was, you know, was going to pick it up for distribution, what, what was that like that day?
1: I was, I was actually at, uh, the Cannes Film Festival when that all went down and we signed the deal and, um, I I was over the moon and I, I just I was so in shock. I remember walking. I just like walked out of the palais and just started walking. I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't find any of my friends because all of the actors were there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? I can't believe this. And I started walking and just walking and walking and walking. And then I got lost and and I found myself in a park. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. I'm gonna call the strongest person I know. I'm gonna call David Atunga. And He wasn't in France at this time. (laughs) So, because I I was like, I flatlined. So, so I FaceTimed David and David answered and he's like, hey, are you all right? And I'm like, Sony just picked up what happened last night. I'll just never forget the look on his face. He was like, oh, and he's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm somewhere in France. And he's like, no, you have to be somewhere. And I'm like, I showed him all the palm trees. I'm like, I'm in Cannes. So he's like, you need to, like, find." So he started texting people, like, Candy's in a park somewhere. Go find her. So yeah. all the actors finally <laughs> found me and converged <laughs> on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Shocker. Yeah. So, I mean, because that's, I mean, I liken that to, Finding out, you know, a dream that you've had is about to to come true, right? I mean, that's a huge moment.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty big. Um, 2014 was was a really rough year for me, and it was like I see 2014 was was my 2020, and um, my husband was in a coma for like 11 days, and he was really sick, and and my grandma died the day before my husband came out of the coma. And, you know, he was sick for a long time and and had to go to rehab and had to do all these things. It was a rare form of strep attacked his liver. And I had my twins who were six at the time. And it was just, it was really, really difficult. And, um, you know, I, I had my travel agency, Candy King Travel, and I was working King Casting and Talent Management, you know, doing casting and whatever. And the following year, we ended up doing the Disability Film Challenge, um in, in April of 2015 my fuzz my husband had finally just gotten back to normal so to speak so we did this disability film challenge and this guy said he you know it went really well and we did we did extremely well we shot the whole thing on iphones and this guy said to me you know hey candy have have you ever thought about doing a, a feature film and i'm like i think i have one written i mean we could try it and then all of a sudden, we got the funding and we started casting we, and we shot it. And it was like, it was a, you ever like go to sleep and you just wake up and you had this amazing dream, but you never knew that it was like in you to have that kind of dream? That was what it was. Like, I didn't know that I ever had this dream. And all of a sudden, it just like kicked something in me to, to light a fire to get started.
0: So then you actually had a series, I want to say, that got picked up by Amazon uh, about a year after the movie. Is that right?
1: Yes. It was called New Dogs Old Tricks. And it was a spinoff series. It was a 12-episode comedy series uh, from the show, from the film, What Happened Last Night. And it went on to Amazon. And then we had to take it down because it got picked up for representation and uh, by this company called Nasser Entertainment. And they have it somewhere. I don't I don't know what's going on with them. So it's somewhere.
0: <laughs> so it's floating out there in entertainment cyberspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um so I have to ask because I know you have so many projects at this point. Um do you do you have a favorite or one that is most buried into in your heart? Um I mean I
1: Every every film has all sorts of different experiences attached to it. Uh, the one where I got to go to Malta was a lot of fun. That's called the Maltese Holiday, and the most fun thing that happened, like that, the reason why that's like so stuck in my heart is I surprised everybody that when it was me, Cody Calafiore, who's like my little brother and uh, Ashley Brinkman, who's a very dear friend of mine. And then, you know, two people from crew, And we had a nine hour layover in France, in Paris, and none of them had ever been to Paris before. So I actually hired a car to pick us up at the airport and take us around Paris for six hours to bring us to like Louvre and the Arc de Triomphe and all those different places. So, um, that was that was an incredible experience. And going to Malta, that was, I mean, it, you know, it, it was incredible. So that was, that one's near and dear. Um, Baking Up Love that we just did in Illinois, that, I love that one. My daughter actually plays uh, one of the supporting roles in it. She plays Julie. So Ooh. working with her. What's mm-hmm. that one about? Baking Up Love is a, about, uh, it's the 200th anniversary of this little town called Morton which is the pumpkin capital of the world. And they decide that the Morton, Pierce Morton, who is the head of the Morton Pumpkin Company, decides that he's going to host the Great Pumpkin Bake Off. And they all expect Lynn Travis, who owns the Confectionery, to win this bake off for a million dollars and like all these people all over the world descend on this little town to try to win this million dollars, all these bakers from everywhere. And it's just about this pumpkin pie competition. It's like romantic comedy. It's really sweet. If Um, I do say so myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it Definitely sounds it. Um, Would that then be your most, I mean, let me start with this. Do you, are you on set for every film? Yeah. Yeah, you're always there. I mean, because you don't direct, um, you do, do you direct all the films? I thought you were just producing. Oh, you're actually doing- No, I don't produce. Everybody says you're
1: a producer, you're a producer, you're a producer. I'm not a producer. I own the company. I'm not a producer. Oh, (laughs) so
0: you don't do any of the production work. I'm
1: the writer-director.
0: Just the writer-director now. For some reason, I thought you were producing as well, because you're like the head of the company.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't take credit for the production work that I do, so I don't (laughs) like being known as a producer. So I say I don't produce.
0: Okay. So with that being said, of course, you're on set forever. You're directing. Right. What, give me, in everything, every project you've done, was there one moment that was the most memorable moment to you that just, you know, sits in the, and burrows into your head? And I mean, that's oh. a memorable moment of on being on a set.
1: There are so, I mean, it depends on which way you want to talk, you know, I mean, it is hard. It's really hard. I have 10 feature films, two full series, one short form series, and I've got a whole bunch of other stuff in development. So, I mean, it, it really depends, like the funniest moment ever that I've ever, ever been witness to happen on set that was in, uh, on New Dog's Old Tricks and that was in episode I believe it was episode five when they had to carry stink Fisher who's just he's a huge dude he's like 64 and as all these guys had to carry him up the stairs and bring him in and went to throw him on the bed and Cody who's he's not I mean Cody's like 511 six foot but he's very lean and stink is a formal football player so he's like this huge guy and Clayton was behind him and Clayton's a water polo player and he's like 6 three and they took Stink and they're like, one, two. And Cody's like, no, 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 no. And nobody realized that Cody was between Stink and the bed. And they threw this huge man on top of Cody and like steamrolled him. And it was, it was, and I happened to be on the other side of the bed. So my vantage point, I saw the whole thing happening. And it was hilarious. And everybody that was there that day says that it was the funniest thing.
0: So, so. That, that's definitely a funny moment on set. Yeah, uh, Is there a moment, though, that you say to me, was that the most memorable, that funny moment? Or is there a moment that you're just struck by? Like, I have moments in everything I've ever done, you know, a moment I can pick out from my like, college or law school or um, just being in a courtroom. Like, th- there are different moments I can select and say that, that was just so memorable that it's it just always stayed with me. Because otherwise, you experience a lot of moments For doing stuff, sure. right? But there are just some moments that they just—they're with you always. You're like till I'm dead. That's that's gonna just be in my head. Do you have a there, moment like that?
1: Um. Oh my goodness! I honestly, there, there are just—I think because everything is so new. You know, I've <laughs> I've made eight movies since 2019, plus my television series, Welcome to Hope, since. November of 2019. So to only have 18 months, not even two years yet, to like look back and be like what is the one moment, that's really difficult. Um, I I had a moment with my daughter because I used, I used my daughter um, as Julie in, in uh, Baking Up Love because a, she's a good actress, she's a good little actress, you know, she does theater at school and community theater and whatever else, she's a good little actress and she's worked for me before. Um, B, she's very mature and I don't have to worry about momagers being around and you know, d- complaining about their kid and, and whatever else. So I, I leave Catherine to her own devices and she's very mature and she can come to me, but she had she was so nervous because at the end of Baking Up Love, she had this like page and a half dialogue or monologue that she had to deliver standing next to Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees and in front of about 100 people and she was so nervous and I was like, look kid, you could do it and I had to have the director hat on, you know, and, and I compartmentalized and then she went up and she did this monologue and after she was done, I cried. and I never cry So, like, I was sitting there, I'm like, guys, this is my daughter, but she's so good, you know? (laughs) But that was, like, that was really, you know, it was really cool for me because I was able to bridge director and mom. So, I mean, that's something I'll always remember, but that's, like, that's somebody else's experience, you know? That was, like, me watching watching my kid, you know, and and watching her really deliver.
0: Still memorable. Wow, that's a beautiful experience you got to share Mm -hmm. with her. So, now, do you write everything you you guys produce, or do you take outside writers?
1: Um, I, I write everything. I have 42 scripts sitting on my desk that, um, <laughs> no, I really do. Uh, at least I flip around and show you. But, um, i able. Wow. Those are all, yeah, those are yeah. just some of my, and I write everything by hand first. So, and then, and then I, uh.
0: Wow.
1: And make my edits.
0: That's a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I, I'm never at a loss for content and, um, I am writing with some outside writers right now. So it's not that I'm not open to it, but unfortunately a lot of writers, and this is a, a friend of mine, Alan Wojcik is a writer, screenwriter, and they, screenwriters have a lot of issues where they don't understand you don't have control over what you write sure and if you write something and I option it I'm going to produce it right you're not going to be able to come in and say "No, no no you can't do that you don't have that control so um and I had an experience last night like literally last night somebody came to me and was like hey I thought you and I could share resources. I'm a screenwriter and I know that you're really into God and Jesus and, and you do faith-based shows and I thought we could pool resources. And I'm like no thank you. You know, just because I know that it's it's not it's not pooling resources when I have all of the resources that you take from. So I, and and I have a lot of other stuff on my plate and the guy came at me and was like, you know, you're not very Godlike. And all this stuff, you're not, you don't follow Jesus because you're not sharing your resources. So I have found that writers that are very green, that have stuff that they've written, don't know how to work with production companies.
0: Of course, if you have the resources to, you know, to do it and you always have ideas, like you said, there's no shortage of ideas. Uh, I mean, wh- why wouldn't you produce your own stuff? That's every writer's dream to have that level of creative control. Because as you indicate, you know, if you, if you are a writer and you wind up taking it to a production company, you really don't have much say at all uh, in what happens after, you know, after the papers or the ink is dry. Um, so that's kind of a dream of every writer, like to have the creative control to see it from their brain and then see it in reality being made.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's just, it's frustrating because I know that writing is an art form and I know that it is very, 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 very difficult to get your work made, your work even read. I have all of these projects done. I don't even have an agent. I've tried. I've tried to get an agent, but uh, I actually got turned down by one because I'm a woman. Uh, They don't know that I know this. (laughs) That's another story I could tell you. But I don't have an agent. And I I have a ton of work that I would gladly be like, here, take it. Take it. You want to cut me a check? Cut me a check. I don't need that one. I'll do my own. I'll write something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm working with somebody else. And I, and I write across genres. You know, a lot of people say, stay in your lane. You do Christmas movies, stay with Christmas movies. But I have a couple of horror movies. I have a horror movie called The Dream House coming out this year or early next year. You know, I have um, mysteries. I've got thrillers. I've got suspense. Um, Holiday movies was how I got my foot in the door.
0: And I love the holiday movies, so. (laughs) I,
2: I... So it's so great to, to meet you and and to, and to hear your uh, take on on uh, on movie making and and uh, I my I'm always uh, impressed by Pete, by by you uh, and Tony also. Who were your Do you have any mentors?
1: Um, I do, I do actually. One his name, his name's is Bill Gottlieb, and now I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to reach out to him after I. I (laughs) finished this. Uh, But Bill Gottlieb uh, has Gorilla Pictures in Burbank. And I know he worked with Amazon. Um, He's an editor. He has an editing company. He he shoots his own projects. I know he does sales. And he worked with me. I worked with him. I hired them on um, what happened last night to do the post-production. And I learned so much from him. And you know, Bill, just, I know that I, it, it's been years or it's been months since I've last spoke with him, but I know that I could always reach out to him and be like, hey, thinking about you, you know, how's Linda do it, like whatever. But that, yeah, Bill Gottlieb is, is definitely my mentor. Oh,
2: wonderful. And you're basically as good as your mentors. And then, then we add to us. And it's it's a two-way street always. I know that. I'm sure Yeah. It's- you also.
1: I, I missed that last bit. Sure,
2: I'm sure he's great for, for your uh, association also.
1: I hope so. Yeah.
0: Well, what's your background? I mean, in terms of what was your major in college? Dramatic literature. Nice. I went to the
1: George Washington University. I majored in dramatic literature with minors in English theater and creative writing. I always believed that I would be working uh, at the Kennedy Center it was my dream to work at the Kennedy Center or on Broadway as a dramaturg. And a dramaturg is, or dramaturgy, is uh somebody who they work on a period piece and they do all of the research or they work on any sort of production they do all of the research and make sure everything is um accurate and this this is um you know i'm gonna be 45 on thursday happy birthday thank you (laughs) this is the first project wrath and rituals is like one of the first, I think this is like, this is the first series that I'm writing where I'm actually consulting with text, the Bible um, and other different historical pieces to make sure everything's accurate because the lead character, Dara Truman, who's played by Carly Bondar of iCarly um, is, is a professor and an art historian. So I need to make sure that everything is accurate.
0: Wow, but it sounds like you had the uh, the passion for storytelling right from the college. Right from college,
1: I actually wrote my first script when I was nine. <laughs> oh, <Wow. laughs> I did. It was called "The Journey to Chocolate Land," and my school did it as a little movie, and we recorded it. We had you know video camera or camcorders or whatever they were called back then, and I was in enrichment with Mrs. Steiner, and I, I'll never forget it. We had we would come in, and they would give us the, give us the opportunity to choose um chocolate or ice cream and it was just big things because it was stuff third graders liked and i went to chocolate and i picked out the activity that i was going to do for that time in um in in enrichment and i opened it and it said create your own activity so i said i want to write a movie script and they were like okay (laughs) so i did and then i i handed it in she's like you know what we're gonna make this movie and God bless Mrs. Steiner, wherever she may be, you know, and, and she really fostered that in me. And we had to remember it was me, Sean White, Candace Bignani, Wilma Jowka, Mike Dupre, little kids running around in the library following my script.
0: Uh, teachers, they make all the difference.
1: They do. My mom's a teacher. I was a
0: teacher. Wow, that's a great story. I mean, talk about origins starting early. <laughs> I don't think I've met anybody who made their first movie at nine. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you? did you instill that in your daughter, you think, because she seems to have the interest in entertainment? Oh my daughter was she's a twin She has a twin
1: brother named Charles and Charlie was actually more interested in it than Catherine was at first because back in 2013 I said you know because I acted before I started you know got behind the camera I was on Malcolm in the Middle I was on ER I was a working actress and uh, my son was five I said maybe when they're five I'll get back into it because I had a lot of fertility issues and um I stopped, totally stopped uh acting, you know, like I had five miscarriages, six failed inseminations. It was rough. So we went through IVF, two eggs viable, put two in, two came out. I said, that's it. I'm gonna make sure they're good. And so they go to kindergarten and maybe I'll get back into it. So the summer before my son goes into kindergarten, we're watching TV and he's flipping through the channels and I'm on television and Malcolm in the middle. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes why can't I be on TV and I'm like you want to be on TV okay I'll get you on TV so I submitted him for something and he got cast like that he's really handsome like he was beautiful when he was a baby he's handsome now um he's 13 and it just grew from there so Charlie wanted to do it Charlie wanted to do it and then all of a sudden Catherine's like well I want to do it so I got Catherine and then my friends were like hey my kids want to do it so that's how Kane Casting and Talent Management was born. And I ended up having 211 kids on my roster.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> mm. So what, what's your favorite thing to do? I mean, do you, do you consider yourself more a writer or a director? Oh,
1: it's so different. I love to write. I mean, you saw all the notebooks. You know, I'm sitting, like, honestly, on my desk right here. I'm going to show you right now. Okay, there's this one. This one, this one, <laughs> and this one, literally in front of me. And that's nothing on the floor. So I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with writer, Ryder, Ryder, Ryder for 1,000, Alex.
2: Okay. <laughs> I love harbor notebooks. Love them.
1: I love, I love notebooks. And, and here's a secret for you. And now watch all of my actors find this out. I'm trying to find it where, um, here it is. Hang on a second. So I love notebooks. I have two I'm going to show you. I absolutely love notebooks. And uh, Seamus, you're Irish, I, I take it, huh? I surely. <laughs> okay. You know, I did a show called Dancing at Sun I had to learn the Irish brogue. So <laughs> not, bad. <laughs> not bad, right? That, yeah, that's yeah. from a long time ago. So... Um, if any actor that I work with gets me a notebook, like not—I'm not talking like a spiral notebook—but gives me a notebook as a gift or something, I make sure that I write a script for them to star in using that notebook. So this notebook is from Ashley Brinkman. She was the very first one to get me a notebook, and um, she wrote anything in it. Yeah, she, she didn't. Um, but this is this is from Ashley. And uh, I'm writing an Irish fantasy romance called Midnight at Haverly that takes place in Ireland. Wow. Yeah, and then this one is the most recent. And this is from uh, Alison Grishow, who plays Lulu in um, Baking Up Love. And she says, Candace, for whatever story you wish to tell next, Alison, Lulu. So I told her, Allison, I'm going to write you, I'm going to write you a movie. So this is, that's going to be Allison's script.
0: Well, you're that secret out. You're going to be, you're going to be inundated with notebooks tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: I'm
2: available. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> but no, I'm serious. Because, you know, at the end of, at the end of um, projects, like people sometimes get gifts. And I wish I had my, my bracelet to show you, because I have a, I have a, um, do I have it? I have a Pandora bracelet that has all charms from different movies that people have gotten me to commemorate. And I always tell the story. I'm just not wearing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people, people give really cool gifts. And sometimes I get, well, twice, I've gotten a notebook.
2: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, it's I, my favorite I, I... thing
1: in the world. Like, notebooks are my favorite, favorite, favorite thing in the world.
2: Me too. I love notebooks. I I, write. <laughs> I don't
1: know why. It's, I, like I'm just looking at all of my notebooks here. I love notebooks, and I mean, mm-hmm. if, um, my birthday—I turned 40 when we were shooting New Dogs, Old Tricks, and everybody, instead of getting me a card, yep, I feel you. Instead <laughs> of getting me a card, uh, they got me a notebook, and everybody wrote something to me on a page in the notebook. <laughs> purging and I, even the writing.
2: I mean, I I don't write as much as as you do, and I I. Call myself a writer. I don't write much, though. But the writing I do is—is is I'm also uh, sober, you know, and uh, I purge all my fears onto paper. Good I've for you. Year over twenty years, every single God day. Bless you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and and it's it's healing and it's purging and and uh, cleansing, and uh, so it, I'm sure the same effect must occur when you're writing scripts and and uh, all that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun it's a lot of fun because you know I'm working on this one script with Marisa and we we didn't know who was going to be playing what character we knew one character that was going to be played and we started casting people and we had an original trajectory for this one character who was going to be killed and then we cast somebody that we both really really admire and we're like oh we can't kill him we got (laughs) to keep him around (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so now we have like this other character that we we know going into it that, that she's gonna die and we're like oh i don't know <laughs> you know yeah. and then on the on the other side like i've been in situations you know with with um a couple of projects where it has just not gone well with, with a certain actor. And I'm like, all right, these union pages, dead. Mm. Written mm. off, married, gone away, not, in the, mm. not anymore, you know?
2: The, the backstory is, fascinates me always. It always fascinates me, the backstory of all these movies and, and, uh, and experiences, so thank you.
1: I'm working on something right now that you would love you would love Seamus. So Wrath and Rituals. It's a very small cast. We only have six episodes to tell the story. So for each episode, it's a mystery, okay? (laughs) But every single episode, each character or each actor gets a dossier on their character, and they signed a non-disclosure agreement. They are not allowed to share this dossier with anyone, And it's only between me and them. They could only ask me questions. Mm. They are not allowed to share things. Mm. But it's all about secret societies and people spying on other people. Mm. And, you know, so you don't know who knows what about you. (laughs) (laughs) So, and they get the pages before every episode. So we start Mm. checking on the 27th. I'm I'm writing the last dossier right now that's going to go to Carly for, for Dara but everybody else has their dossiers and and I do a deep dive on my actors. So this one actor, his name's Jason Frederick. He plays the role of Rain. And uh, I did a, I did a deep dive, like deep dive on him and I found some pictures and I found a picture of him from when he was 18 years old. And he, he texted me. He's like, this was really, really helpful. But I got to tell you, I really felt like violated and, and just really, how did you find that picture of me? And I'm like, I'm not telling you, you know, <laughs> because there's certain things that, and I found, uh, I'll, you know, I found it online, but because mm. it's out there. So it's, it's mm. terrifying to know what is out there about you. So I took all of these different things and put them into these dossiers that my actors get.
2: How interesting and fascinating. Wow. It's fun, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm very good friends with uh, with Joe Estevez, uh, He's in the, from the Sheen family, and uh, he he said to me one time, he says, it's, "It's the number one way to carry a message in the world: film." You know. And uh, do you have a, a, a recurring theme you think in your films? Um, I don't know. I,
1: mm. I you know, I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of daddy issues. Um. My father split when I was young when i was uh, when I was seven so and he's actually in the entertainment industry. so I haven't talked to him in almost 20 years now and in a lot of my a lot of my stories, either a parent is dead or they don't have a relationship with their parents or the, the, um, the communication is bad like that's something like I've pulled from my life mm. that has been echoed in a lot of different characters, you know, and it's it's not necessarily a theme, it's more of a trait, I guess. Mm. But
0: um theme I don't I really don't think I have a theme mm. though. Mm. What about reading? What do you read for pleasure? I, lo- I love
1: Stephen King. Love mm. love Stephen King and which is so bizarre because I cannot watch horror movies. So Me <laughs> <laughs> the way I visualize it in my head is much scarier than what you would watch on a, on a movie like um, the Langoliers. Oh my gosh, that was like one of the scariest short stories I've ever read. Mm. And I watched it, and started, sort like Bronson pin Show or something. And it was, uh, it was so disappointing. So um, I like romance. I like uh, Nora Roberts, um, Nikki sure? Layers. Ah, sorry. Let me. Sorry, somebody was trying to call in either.
0: Yeah, I'm still here.
1: So I really enjoy romance, Um, Nora Roberts. And Nikki Lamers happens to be a very, very close friend of mine. So you can get her on Amazon. She's terrific. And Nicole Mullaney actually writes all of my Christmas stories into books. Oh, cool. Have
2: uh, Have you been to Ireland?
1: I have not been to Ireland, but I've been dying to go. (laughs) <laughs> One of j- my-
2: God. Remember, remember the movie far and away with tom cruise
1: oh my gosh yes absolutely and i
2: have to i have to make, stick in a joke he had far and away the worst irish accent I ever used
1: i <laughs> know uh, well i got a great little story for you if you want to hear a good story about the irish accent so <laughs> i auditioned for dancing at Lunasa when i was a sophomore i was maggie i was i was wow. Maggie and Dennis wow wow yeah but when i auditioned for it i was so sick i was so sick i had a cold i did not know how to do an irish brogue at mm-hmm. all so i'm like all right i'm sick i can do a british accent maybe yeah. i can fake it
0: yeah. so not
1: only did i audition get called back the next day when i was still sick i landed the role of maggie so so i ended up having to get dialect training so this caused everybody to get dialect training and we're sitting there and and i remember the 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 poem was robert frost whose woods these are i do not know i walked to something in the (laughs) snow you know and all that so one night after rehearsal it's me and all the girls that were playing the sisters and we go to fridays and we would go out and we would stay in character, and we would talk in the brogue so that we could, we could go in and out of the accent, which is mm. able to do, it's the best accent that I can do, and I could do 21 mm. of them, so <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm talking at Friday's, and I'm talking to the girl who played Christina, and the girl who played Annie, and the girl who played Agnes, and, and yeah. Kate, and yeah. we're talking, and we see these, these lads sitting across the bar, and they're looking over at us and smiling, and it turns <laughs> out that it's the Irish National Soccer Team.
2: Ah! Uh...
1: So <laughs> They come over to us and they're like, hey, how are you doing? And we're like, oh, we're doing very well. Thank you. How are you doing? We're like, we start talking to them back and forth. And they end up buying us a couple of rounds, a couple of points. And finally, I'm like, listen, guys, I feel really bad. I'm actually from New York. And they're like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you sound just like you're from the old country. You know? And like wow. I was using, like I was from Donegal and I knew Kilkenny. And one of my closest friends is this woman now um, named Paula Fama. Paula Fama. Sorry, Polly. She's like four foot nothing, and uh, I I call her my little leprechaun. So you know, and she's straight from Ireland. She's got the accent, so I'll call her every now and again, and you know, I keep using it.
2: Wow, <laughs> oh, wonderful! What a story. <laughs> and my cousin, I, he was a, he was a goalkeeper for Ireland. So he may, he could have been the you probably met him. Shame, same name as me, Seamus McDonough.
1: I did meet a Seamus. I did meet a Seamus. There was a, <laughs> I, I remember Seamus. There were like two Bryans. It was just like a stereotype at the bar. Yes, it was crazy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it was so fun and they had no idea. I mean, we're, we're talking like back in, uh, 90, was it 90,
2: she's 90, 96.
1: Wow. So yeah, and it was, it was really fun. It was just really, and they had no idea that we were American. Amazing. Wow. There's, <laughs> it worked. It's <laughs> a, yeah, great dialect training. I hope they paid her well.
0: <laughs> Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I do hope you'll come back, especially as you're continuing to do projects, that you'll come back and talk to us about your new projects.
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. And if you guys ever want to, you know, zoom in while I'm on set and I can show you around one of my sets, I'd be happy
0: to do that. I start oh, shooting. That's amazing. You heard her, everybody. <laughs> I would love
2: the, I love everything about film, Candace. Everything about I love it.
1: Sure. We, On the 27th, we, we start filming. I have, we're shooting the, oh uh, no, I'm sorry, I lied. I lied. I fly out the 27th. We start shooting the 29th. So 29th, 30th, first, second, third. And if you want to, you know, you want to come in and put some, clip it together as an edit. I'm, totally. I've got David Atunga, Eliza Roberts, Carly Bondar, Keith Kelly, Jason Frederick, and Troy Skoda. And I'm sure they would all love to talk to you.
0: We're totally doing this, everybody. You heard we're gonna, hold, or I'll force them. We're gonna hold her feet to the fire. She invited sure. us
1: absolutely, absolutely. I have no problem doing that. Maybe you could clip a little video together. And oh, are, where, so do you, where are you guys located anyway?
0: I'm in New Jersey. Seamus is in California. Okay, well, mm. if you were in the uh, Illinois
1: area, I'd, pump, I'd invite you to set. But
0: oh, mm. thank you. Well, I mean, if ever you're in one of if you're ever filming around us, uh, we uh, one of us would love to come. But if you could zoom us in, that would be amazing. We sure. really enjoy that. Sure, no problem.
2: Let's arrange. It. Bo- you want a boxing lesson, Candace? I can give you boxing lessons.
0: <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. Sheamus is a retired, uh, actually, he was very famous boxer. He, he fought uh, Vander Holyfield. Uh, he was at the top of his game. He was ranked number two in the world. He's a very famous Yay. boxer. Uh, retired now. He's all, so he's all uh, mine. He, he, no more hitting.
1: <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. My grandpa was a golden glove in the 30s. Me
2: I won the golden gloves in New York. Muhammad Ali gave me the golden gloves, and I won them in New York.
1: No kidding, yeah, yeah. My grandpa, my
2: grandpa Charles Murata, was uh Golden Gloves back in uh, I think in the 30s. Wow, in New York, or are you yes, said where? In New
1: York, in
0: New York, Wonder- so you Wonder. bonded already.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again. We're we're uh, we're gonna let Candace go because she has a lot of obligations and she did just squeeze us in today. Uh, but we'll be back with her on set from her next movie, yeah, uh, for sure. So, it.
1: Great. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.